Cool, how's it going? Um, so I'm Dan, but I'm actually known as my online name as the Aspie World. Yeah, I gotta wear my t-shirt. If you don't wear your merch, then what are you doing? Um, basically, I make online content on autism, ADHD, OCD, dyslexia, um, and I advocate for it. Like, I just, I don't know, I, I do a bunch of stuff. I make content on all platforms. I actually do content with these two guys a lot. And um, yeah, my channel's won a couple of awards. Uh, we're going, we're over 100,000 strong on YouTube. It's awesome. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. And I'm uh, glad to be here again for this panel. I would say, yeah, well, the simple answer to the question is yes, I do consider myself an autism advocate because I advocate for the, um, the understanding uh, of autism in a certain way where people aren't kind of you know, used to this kind of stereotypical idea of what autism is and they're not really understanding it. So advocating for that change and that difference is good. You know, we're making um, changes with things like Summer in the City and VidCon and having panels there where kids can actually come and listen to people talk about ADHD and autism and have a place to go and listen to that. Con has been doing some stuff as well where you know you, you advocate for um, having a uh, it's like Summer in the City quiet room with, uh, for stuff like that. And so social I think, so, or social in the city, so to say. So yes, I would consider myself an advocate, but at the same time, I'm a content creator. Uh, and I think it just falls into that category of just because you're making awareness and you're making like fun content to make people kind of engage with autism in a, in a different way, you automatically become an advocate. I don't know if that's like, if you guys would agree with that, but that's what I feel most kind of things happen. It all helps promote the cause, yeah. right? So I think like, what's the definition of advocate? Like, the, the funny thing about that though is that if you think about, about like the National Autistic Society, for instance, they're headed, they, you know, the CEO or the, or the top person there isn't a person who's on the spectrum and they're still advocating for autism. So it doesn't really mean that, like, because you don't have a condition that you can't, you know, support and help that. I mean, most charities for, like, you know, like cerebral palsy or cancer and stuff, a lot of those people don't have those conditions, but they're advocating because they want to help. And there's nothing wrong with that. What I'd like to say, just like one thing on this, though, but I say the real advocates, so if we look at autism advocates, and I'd say it's, like, full, wholeheartedly are the parents who are living it day and night and trying their best every single day. And parents get a load of slack from the autism community, right? Because everyone's like, oh, they don't understand, they're not on the condition, blah, blah. But it's the parents who are living that kind of, like, every day and night, doing their best like tirelessly and the parents need more, more like solutions. splitting the, the two ideas into this like you have so when you're like a creator advocating for autism or, or a specific kind of disability or ability whatever you call it and you have to split it up into two things you know you have to earn money you have to do something as your job and you can also look at the work that you do I don't think you should cross the path of being like oh I'm, I'm taking money from like you know supporting autism I don't think it's something like that it's like hey I'm doing this work you should be paid for the work that you do because it's the amount of hours we put in is ridiculous I mean you know, I work like, I don't know, something ridiculous, like, I don't know, like 20 hours a day. Okay, no, it's not realistic. Well, actually, I, I probably do. I only sleep like five hours a day, so I'm probably working 20 hours a day. But that, you think, like, you should be compensated for the work that you do. There's nothing wrong with that. And everybody who works in, like, you know, charities and stuff, they have a wage because they, they still need to live. You can't just do stuff for free because then you'll just be a charity case yourself, won't you? Connor, Connor phoned me about Connor, I was on the phone with Connor. He's like, did you see Kevin Stundale? Did you see his video title? I was like, Oh, no, it was a text. It was a text. We do speak most days with a text. I was like, what is it, what is it? And I was like, I expected something shocking. But on the contrary, what Kevin was saying is that like, because we were talking about autism online right now and advocacy online, online you have to grab attention. Where the attention is, change happens. And how are you gonna make change without grabbing attention? And to me, it's like, how do I grab people's attention? You have to grab them. You have like seconds, literally like an umbop to catch someone's attention on the thumbnail. Once they're on the video, then you have to show them nine seconds of something that's gonna really get them that attention. So you can then tell them the story. 
And the story is the thing that's going to change their life and change other people's lives. And if you're not doing that, then you're not, in my eyes, you're not making a big impact. You're not making a big change. And I'm all about that. I'm all about, like, let's push this band. Let's, like, let's make this big change. And I think, like, what Kevin was doing is Kevin was, was highlighting the, the issue um, and, and making it that shock impact. And people say, like, he hates shoes, and it's going to make people click on it. But that's not really exploiting somebody. That's actually just grabbing that attention. That's what people do daily, don't they? It's a good. It was a good one though, and I think it, it's it's a good thing to highlight that you know are we, do people exploit stuff? And I guess yeah, there are some people who do exploit things on the internet, but you can see it. There's a clear definition between exploitation and just attention grabbing. And, that's what, and there's nothing wrong with attention grabbing. I think like to, to me though, making content as being on the spectrum and making content for people on the spectrum, I feel like my, this is my rule. I, I don't see there's actually any that divide between me and audience. I feel like it's fluid. So to me, it's like how can I be as open as possible, be as honest as possible, give people the, the direct insight. Okay, there's some things like if I'm having like a crazy meltdown the, the last thing that's on my mind is let's grab a camera and film it so there's never anything like that but the, to me it's like how can I tell them like how can I explain myself and it's difficult to explain stuff emotionally so anytime I feel like oh I can, I can explain this feeling like I'll, I'll pick up the camera and I'll record it because I know that these people watching it are gonna understand it but at the same time though you have to be super careful that you don't want to you, you don't want to um, make them feel like if they don't experience that that they're not like you but I think that's what makes the videos quite successful or makes them kind of engaging is because people can relate to it super and you don't have to do that's too much to get to relate. They're just like, yeah, they're kind of ostracized from it a little bit. But I, I try and bridge that boundary actually. I try and educate people who are neurotypical and give that kind of like relatability content people on the spectrum. I personally, I, I think it's cool. If people want to use Adblock, that's fine. You know, do, do you? If whatever makes you comfortable to watch my content or digest the stuff I do, that's fine. So I would say that YouTube, my income from YouTube is only a small percentage of my revenue. You know, we, as creators, we create revenue from all kinds of things like Patreon and merchandising and advertising and other platforms and brand deals and there's, there's so many different ways that you can create revenue so it doesn't I don't think Adblock damages anybody financially but I do feel I do understand and I sympathize with those people and I say okay fine if it, if it works and you can digest my content with ease do it like do it as much as you can I uh on my sub accident really really simply I put a video out on YouTube that I recorded on my, my first ever video if you go to my YouTube channel and look at the last the first video I ever posted it's terrible I'm not even looking at the camera it's on an iPad bad lighting bad sound and I just put this video up because I'd never saw any content relating to Asperger's syndrome specifically on YouTube that was any good and I'm like I'm saying I was good I just wanted to add to it so I put it on I didn't think anything about it and then I checked about seven months later and thousands of people had subscribed to this thing and I was like oh shoot like I need to make you know asking for more videos so I just started making more videos and it kind of just snowballed from there it was never my intention it's bizarre like it just and I was I was doing other stuff at the time I worked in a different job and it was like, but it was weird it just kind of snowballed into that but now I realized that like one of the things that I was doing was putting fun content on the internet that was not like it was, it was fun upbeat content about something that's normally perceived as a negative you know how do I help my kid they're on the autism spectrum and I, that's how that's why I continue to do it basically you know there's there's only been two really good times to start a youtube channel one was 2005 which is great the golden days and this next one is right now so if you want to start a youtube channel if you want to become an influencer if you have a message to share that you think is going to bring value do it right now and just just don't think about it just go out there start recording and don't worry about your first 50 videos because they're always going to be rubbish right or you might be amazing and they're going to you put like 50 great videos out and i envy people like that but just do it and don't think about it too much because that's a, people overthink it one thing i will say there's hard work is directly proportional to success. 
if you work your butt off, you will be successful in anything you do. And that goes to anything. And I swear down, like that is it. That's the secret recipe. If you want any secret, work hard every single day. No, I love the challenge. I love it. Like if I, if I feel like anything that's worth having should be hard work, you know? Because like, you know, nobody got anything for free that was ever worth having, man. So yeah, just, just do it. I love it. I love it. Love the task. You know, I, I think like self, self-realization is something that we're all searching for all the time and like knowing ourselves and that self-knowing. When I was diagnosed at age 26 with Asperger's syndrome, I'd had like other diagnoses before this, like of all kinds of stuff. And then it was like in the 90s when I was a kid and nobody could diagnose what I lived in Wales. It was ridiculous. But like having that when I was 26 years old, like having that like, oh goodness, like, that's what it, like that, it gives it, it gives kind of almost like a, a, a self like realization. And I think that was just golden for me. It's a personal confidence and motivational thing, which is incredible. But on a, like Connor said, on a, on like a, a societal scale, access to support and help, you definitely need a formal diagnosis. And I think that's paramount. Yeah, sorry. And I think you're absolutely right. And I think like self-realization, no, but to me, it's like that knowing it's kind of like a peace of mind. That's what the word I was looking for, peace of mind. So when you, really recently when Greta Thunberg was attacked yeah, yeah. in the media, everyone was just like, ah, outrage. That was awesome. But I, no, I enjoy it. I enjoy being a part of any community that, that helps each other. And I think that's amazing. So like, that's really interesting. Well, there's two things really, okay? So the first thing is that the academic structure of schooling currently up to high school age hasn't been changed for about 100 years. It's not set up to accommodate the lives and the, the abilities of children today and the, the difficulties we have today. The second thing is that SEN, the problem with SEN itself is that they are not listening to the, the, the feedback that they get from the kids. They're kind of saying that, how can I explain? They go off a curriculum-based set of rules and those rules are implemented by doctors and, and psychiatrists and et cetera, et cetera. But they're not the people taking the feedback directly from the people who have the conditions. So what the SEN community needs to do on academic scale is flip that, take that, the data that they're receiving from doing these things, and rather than force them into this box that the SEN have said, this is the standard, they have to follow these tick boxes and, and go get the kids' studies, and if they fail, then, oh, you know, they failed this class. But they need to then look at, okay, what do they do? And then, and then take that data and then change how they do it. And it has to be done on an individual basis. It can't be a standard. Do you know what? It's funny you say that really, really quickly. When I was in primary school in the 90s, uh, they didn't know anything about autism and stuff. So when they used to go on the school trips and I couldn't go out because of the anxiety, they'd lock me in the classroom on my own. Imagine there was a fire in that school. <laughs> oh my God. The 90s was a crazy time. But I, honestly, like it's, it's, it's the, I think that SEN needs to learn from the people who have the condition. I think that definitely needs to change. We have a lot of work to do. And I think it will get there. It just advocacy helps. Thank you very much. Awesome. Right, okay, let's do it.